morning. This is Randy Brunson with Stewarding Family Wealth, brought to you by Centurion Advisory Group. We are here on Gwinnett Business Radio X, and this episode of the Stewarding Family Wealth podcast is our second interview with Anya Fain. Anya is Vice President Operations for Integracom, a local IT services support company. Mm-hmm. Did I say that well? Yes. Good. Well, Anya, and also in the studio with us is Sandy LaRue, my partner in crime. I shouldn't say that. Oh, I but, like uh, that. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Centurion Advisor Group. Ladies, so glad you're here. Yeah. Just, so, glad to be here. Yeah, good, good. Anya, we, we have been talking here for hours or so about life and money and business, and you just made some outstanding decisions. This episode, though, want to talk about uh, Integracom and your role there and how you came to work there full-time and what it's like to work with your dad, some of those kind of things. So mm-hmm. tell us a story about how your dad started Integracom, and his name is Joel. Do you call him Joel or Dad? How does that work? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a good question. Yeah, so yeah, in the office, it's Joel. Everything is Joel. Um, you know, outside the office, of course, then it's dad. But definitely <laughs> yeah. try to keep it professional. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but yeah, so it, he started it in 2000. It was a hobby weekend business. Occasionally would help people out with small things. Um, you know, as time went on, kind of did a little bit more, did a little bit more. His corporate job, a few things happened that maybe made him think about longevity there. And that's, I think, when he made the decision to try to see if he could actually grow the company. So it started becoming more full-time, and he hired on a few people, working like crazy. I don't remember too much of this because I was quite young, um, but I do know he spent a lot of time working. And then in 2007, he quit his job. So then he was full-time at the company. I don't really remember much else. <laughs> I remember visiting him at his corporate job, but other than that, I don't remember life before Integracom. But yeah, so it, it's something that it's a family-run business, of course. It, when he started it, he never had any thoughts of like, oh, I'll create a business for my kids or I will pass this on. It was just something he was wanting to do at that time. When I was about 11, occasionally would help him out with really small things like taking the trash, filing, really little tiny things that probably were just more of a, at the time, they were probably exciting. (laughs) It was something to do. But then maybe when I was about, I can't remember, unfortunately, but I think I might've been 15. um, He needed a little bit help on the financial side, simple stuff like receiving payments, entering some vendor bills. Um, He said, hey, I need someone to do this. Would you be interested? I can teach you a little bit about how to use QuickBooks and even you can just know how to use it for your own personal use in the future. And I was, yeah, that sounds good. So I'd, I'd help him out with little random things. It was a few hours a month, not very much. And then as time went on, it was just like, oh, can you help me with this? Would you be interested in helping me with this? And I was always, yeah, I'm interested. Uh, so it kind of it, it grew very slowly. I started out kind of financial, just doing little things in QuickBooks. And then, but then I started answering the phones when people would call in. So just very gradual um, integration process. And then when I was about 19, I went full-time. So we had an office. We needed someone to uh, answer the phones, be more of that front desk receptionist person. And... Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I, it's not something when he first asked me about if I was interested in doing it, I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. But it's not like, oh, wow, I think this is awesome. I want to do this for the rest of my life. It was just more like, oh, yeah, I can help you out. No problem. Weekend after our summertime job sounds great. And it, but then as time went on, I was like, wow, I actually really like this. I really like working for um, in the IT industry. It's very interesting. 
I like working in a small business. I think it's a very unique dynamic mm-hmm. um, that's fun to work in. And then, so then I kind of started exploring different options. I went and got an A plus certification. That's just for entry level technicians. Started helping out a little bit on the support ticket side, and it just kind of grew from there. So, kind of would dab a little bit in IT. I'd dab a little bit in finance, and then I'd dab a little bit in operations and service. Um, but then a few years ago, we started really working on our operations, making them much more mature, um, probably when I was about 20 or so. And we started bringing in a service coordinator. So that's the role that I filled in the beginning, um, basically triaging all the tickets, all our clients' requests, taking all that out, scheduling it to the appropriate technicians. Um, and then few more years went down the road we grew some more became more operationally mature and we needed a service manager which is currently what I do so making sure basically our clients are happy and all kinds of things so I do quite a wide variety and you know family business is an interesting dynamic I, I think it's something that you need to actually like your family and be you know in good relations with them if you're mm-hmm. going to do that um, and of course now I have my two younger brothers, um, one of them is now involved. The youngest one is not. Who knows what will happen long term, but um, the middle one is, and he is on the technician side, and he's absolutely great at it, and he really likes his job as well. Awesome. So uh, it's, you know, like I mentioned, it, when my dad started the company, it was not, he had no plans of like, oh, this is what my kids will do. Um, as we got older, we kind of were interested in it, started dabbling a little bit in it, and both Cal and I realized we really like this. So then it was like, oh, okay, if you guys really like this, then we can turn this into a family business business. So yeah, kind of accidental, but it worked out really well. I, I do think, you know, being related to the owner, there's certain things, um, you know, it, it was not a guaranteed position. If we were to mess up tomorrow, that does not mean we would still get to stay there. You know, it, it's something you have to be aware of. I think in some ways, if you're related to the owner, you might have to work a little bit harder. Or I think it's good if you start low and work up, you know, don't come in as the VP of sales right away. Because, you know, there's a lot to learn about a family business and just all the different areas and wanting to be considerate of your coworkers. And obviously they work just as hard as you and have every skill and right to be there and even move up further than you. So it's, it's a good environment. It, it, there is no special treatment that me and my brother get. We do not automatically get a seat because we're family. Um, you will get a certain seat if you are good at your job and work your way there. Good sure. point. And company has a total of what, eight or ten employees now? Yeah, right now we are at eight, but we are currently hiring for two positions. Okay, uh, good. And did your dad expect you to go work for the business, or was it simply an environment where there was an open position, you were available? I mean, did you have other career plans? Had you planned to go to to pursue a four-year degree and what what was going on about the time you switched from just helping out part-time to where you started Mm full-time yeah so there yeah there's definitely no expectations it was just more there's an opening are you interested um when I graduated high school I had no earthly idea what I wanted to do with my life I knew what I didn't want to do I knew I could not do medical I'm not really into uh, gore, so that was not going to work out real well. <laughs> you know, I, I knew I didn't want to go into education. Like, I just knew a lot of different fields wouldn't work for me. Just it was not my cup of tea. Smart. Um, mm-hmm. So I was a little bit lost. I wasn't sure what to do. And then so I obviously started helping him more and more. And that's when I realized, oh, 
I really like the operations side of things. You know, then started learning more about IT. And at the time, um, getting a degree in IT doesn't necessarily equal you getting a job because <laughs> so much of it changes quickly yeah. that um, by the time you graduate, everything is different. <laughs> um, yeah. So sometimes it's not always the best class. So that's why I kind of started doing certifications. Um, but then I started moving away from IT and more into operations. And um, so much of it was just on the job learning. So kind of got yeah. a good sense of that. But yeah, it, it, it's it's very interesting. I even started doing payroll, started doing a little bit more finance recently. Um, and as I learn more about that, who knows, might go get a degree in that, but we'll see. Good, good, good. I so. can see that being a good fit for her. I mean, based on what I re- recall, you have been doing your grandmother's mm-hmm. finance like paying bills and, and managing her money as well. So this is an area, it sounds like. Yes, yeah. Um, my grandma, when she started getting signs of Alzheimer's, started helping around paying her cell phone bill and that kind of thing. <laughs> so it's an interesting way to kind of be able to learn. Am mm-hmm. I good at this? This is something I enjoy. Yeah. That's great. That's really great. So what what have you found with your coworkers? Because you've mentioned that. And um, having worked in a family business there's the perception sometimes that there's a special treatment if you're a family member Mm -hmm. how have you worked that so that people because I've experienced people that work for you got some great people that Mm -hmm. work for you Um, but just wondering how do you manage that how do you overcome or somewhat prevent if you will you can't always Mm -hmm. help it because sometimes it's a personality thing but how do you manage that in a small business when it's a family run uh, yeah, I think it's a very, it's a very, can be a very real issue for family-run businesses. Um, I've definitely heard of family-run businesses where the child, you know, just leaves for a few days and comes back and their job's still there. So, you know, I think you got to set the right expectations. But I, I think something that can really help is if the family member starts out in a low position and works their way up. I think that really helps the whole team realize that, hey, they, they're the same place that we all were. They got to work their way up just like we did. It's, it's an ongoing thing, and like you said, some people, it's maybe harder to prevent their opinions on it, but you it's, it's something I try to think about daily. Um, I want to be aware of my coworkers and try to present well that, um, you know, no matter what, we all have the same opportunities. I just so happen to have a, a few other friends in the family-run business area, and um, I know a lot of them talk about, like, you know, hey, I still take out the trash. It reminds everyone that I'm just like you. <laughs> I'll take out the trash even though you don't. So that kind of thing, kind of just making sure you're on the same level as them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can be very tricky. It, it's a very tricky thing, and some people, no matter how much you try, they may still feel like you got your position without working for it. But yeah, I, I think if as long as you're aware of it and making some effort, that is really all you can do to a certain extent. Something that I've watched you and Joel do over the last year is the, the way you've cared for your employees. Mm-hmm. Okay. And okay, time goes by. Was this last fall or earlier this year? I don't remember. It was last fall. Last if fall. If it's what I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. You know what, yeah, you, ch- you, chose, you chose to bring your employees, let's call it a financial wellness. Mm-hmm. Yeah class mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you invited you invited someone in that specializes in financial education mm-hmm. it's a mutual acquaintance among among all of us yeah. mm-hmm. um, the name is mike haswell with storing treasure so I, uh, i'll give a shout out can i say shout out 
I don't use that word very much. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, Mike Haswell at Storing Treasures is just, he's built and designed for what he does, yes. and he's just very good at financial education. But, mm-hmm. but Integracom chose to bring him in, pay him. What was the motivation behind that? And then give us some feedback. Talk about how all that worked, the why behind it, how it worked, uh, any outcomes you've seen with employees. Well, what, mm-hmm. What's that? Good question. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess maybe a, a little bit of background on that. Um, one of our goals as a company is to provide stability and growth to our employees and their families. Um, I think providing a stable job, providing career opportunities is a privilege. And it's really amazing mm-hmm. to have employees and how it benefits their life and try to give them the opportunity to improve their life and then obviously you know i personally think personal finance is super important i really enjoy it Mm -hmm. and um you know having that financial literacy is a really nice thing to have in your life so some people don't have the opportunity for that whether their parents just weren't aware of it or um, they just never taken any classes or just not even aware of maybe some of the more simpler decisions so it was and even for myself because I, I of course was all for this program I wanted to attend I wanted to hear about it but it, it's good reminders and yeah so it just seemed like it was something we wanted to provide even for a Joel the owner it's uh, kind of a personal passion of his is helping people how to manage their money and um, helping them to have a better life because if you know what to do with your money it definitely will help you have a better life so yeah like, like we heard we did the storing treasures program um, we brought in lunch for everyone we did it for I think was it six weeks one day a week we'd have a, a meeting mm-hmm. and um, everyone would listen in and um, it was it was very interesting I, I think people found it interesting and helpful even just simple things and how different personalities work I think that was super fascinating um, for my personality it might be really easy to be well obviously you just need to do a B and C but for other personalities that's maybe not the best path and that was a, a unique view that I hadn't heard before and it's like you know what that's very true people are different they can't all approach finance the same way yeah so it, it, I think it was it was very helpful like I said I attended every session I thought it was very interesting and I think people liked it that was that was one thing that is one of those things that's always impressed me about the work that the team at Store and Treasures has done, Mike and mm-hmm. some of the other people mm-hmm. there, is is basic finance. There's so many ways to learn it. It's written about a lot in the consumer finance publications and we talk about it all the time mm-hmm. because none of us have any really none of us have any control over business outcomes. Mm-hmm or things like job security, yeah, or right. the markets, you know, just all these things, those, those are variable. Yeah, all know, unknowns. We, yeah. We, can, we can believe that there's some structure, stability, or things won't change, or things like this. I, I think the last 18 months has given us sort of a case study in how fluid things are. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, things aren't guaranteed. No, they're not. Yeah. So what we can rely on or some basic standard habits and discipline. Spend less than you make. Always have somebody set by. Make and then implement, which is where the hard work comes in. Implement yep. those long-term plans. Mm-hmm. Do something mm-hmm. about it. You know, avoid debt like the plague. You know, what, anyway. So we can embrace those. But what Mike has done at Storing Treasures that I'm completely impressed with is he's overlaid the personality, mm-hmm. sort of a personality profile right. over it. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can remember what he... It's, a, it's litigator, statesman, uh-huh. Uh-huh. race car driver, and cruise director. Yep. Yes. Yep. Okay. And I'm, I'm not sure we we're here to talk about Mike, but Mike's a great personal friend of mine. I really like him. I like what they do. Well, in fact, we should have him on sometime to talk about that. That would be a good idea. Yeah, we'll do that. But so was generally was a feedback from the employees. Was that positive mm-hmm. once you went through it and is that kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. I think they, I think they definitely learned a lot. I 
I think probably the most interesting part was the personality. It helped me realize certain things about myself and other people realize certain things about themselves and how maybe some of their spending habits, they may have thought like, oh, that's just how I am. But like, oh, there's a little bit of, it is my personality, it's a little bit how I am, but you know, it can be adjusted, it can be changed. Yeah, I think it was it was helpful definitely to go through those, those steps and to understand where your weaknesses are in your spending and to be aware of that and then to make the needed adjustments. What was neat about them doing that is there was, it was kind of like homework, but it really wasn't Mm -hmm. because you were learning. And he started, I believe, with personalities, wasn't it? Which was a great way to give perspective. So when you went through it, you kind of knew kind of how you're in, how you interfaced with money. And I know that just having been on some of those, I sat in on those, some of those when questions would come up and it was just really interesting to watch. But what I thought was interesting was that I believe you're a statesman. Right. I'm a or you're a litigator. Yes. You're like, but I'm, dad. I'm on the line. I'm on the line. Okay. Kind of near the state. Because there's, because there's, just so everyone knows, there's, it's a, it's a box. Um, I, I know Randy probably knows the name of the box, but you can be, a, it's a scattergram within it, and you can be at any point in that. So you can kind of sit on the line like you did, mm-hmm. which is between the statesman and litigator. Um, but her brother, her youngest brother, is a race car driver. So it just shows you that just because you come from a family, it doesn't mm-hmm. make you like your mom and dad. Because yes. I'm sure your mom, is not a race car driver so I just think it's so and I can't is is Calvin um the statesman because I don't think he's the cruise director right no I want I think he was a litigator but maybe somewhat near a race car driver so all three of you guys are litigators this is interesting Calvin yeah Uh, we need to ask him because I'm curious yeah Yeah. that's cool no I was yeah I'm a fan of litigators because that's how I like because he's a litigator I'm the statesman and I'm like literally right in the middle of it (laughs) all the statesmen your dad thought I was um Joel thought I was he's like oh you're probably the cruise director I'm like you were wrong (laughs) (laughs) no but that's what was so neat is to watch them because I think uh, some of the people didn't know what they didn't know about money Mm -hmm. which and so I think it's just hats off to you guys and that you do this for your people I thought that was an interesting decision you guys made yeah but that does speak though to your core values which Mm -hmm. which I know it is just as is caring for your employees and helping helping them do well Joel started the business it didn't start it you know, there's some, like, like you said, there's some things going on on the corporate side mm-hmm. that caused him to think, eh, maybe I should do some other things. So he started it, went full-time 14 years ago. The plan was not to create something that you and Calvin or you and Calvin Basil could could then step into and run. Where does that stand today? What are the opportunities? How do you, how do you see that? Yeah. Yeah, I think definitely when he started it, he didn't really have any official end game. Um, you know, of course if we weren't interested he probably would be looking to sell just because getting more towards that retirement age he says by next year he wants to take a step back from the day to day <laughs> um I, i'm convinced he'll be a little too bored but we'll see <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to come back and redo this and find out yes yes because <laughs> I, I think it was a few months ago it just so happened that um he didn't have to work very much a certain week he was working under eight hours every week because it was just going smoothly on the back end um and he, he was like man I'm feeling a little antsy like I, I don't know what to do with myself <laughs> <laughs> so I guess uh, before next year he needs to find some hobbies <laughs> um but yeah so it definitely was he, you know he enjoys the business he really enjoys that side of it um it's something that I think he'll be involved in for a while just not quite as much time involved in but um I do know he quite likes it so yeah I guess it was a few years ago it was kind of wait a minute 
he's got two kids who are in the business who enjoy it. It was like a whole new window opened up like, oh, this is this is actually an option. So, you know, it, it's still unknown the future. Um, we'll see what happens. Obviously, my brother that is in the business is on the technical side and I'm on the operations side and just kind of see how, how things go, where we fall. Um, it's definitely there's no pressure for us to stay. There's no pressure for us to take it over. It's really what we want to do. You know, we have that choice. But yeah, so far we both like it. So well, <laughs> that's cool. great. Yeah. Good, good, good. So the the opportunity is there, but there's no no pressure right. to step into an ownership role or no no pressure to take it over. Something like yes. that. Well, my thought was really more about now that Joel is, sees you and Calvin both being interested in maybe a future role, and I'm, and and it's what I've heard him say, and I'm curious: has does he come back to you guys fairly regularly? And I don't mean like every week, but just to say, is there still an interest? Is there should I create? Should we set this business up so there's some kind of legacy, if you will? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've earned it, so it's not a giving it away. Mm-hmm. Um, but just wondering, are these things that you guys have talked about rather than just you know? It's, I know that he's like you said, he comes to you and says, is there an interest? Interest, but yeah. kind of how does that happen with you guys? Like, how do you guys talk about that? Yeah, it it's, um, he's involved in a peer group with his company, um, with companies all over the U.S., which is, if, if anyone owns a business out there, I would recommend a peer group. It's amazing support. Um, you know, obviously there are people that are not your competitors, but, you know, rising tide raises all ships, that kind of mindset. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I think it's something that he talks to them about. They discuss it. So maybe about once a quarter, we might kind of revisit it. Um, you know, hey, is this still the right path? Is this still where we want to go? So that that's definitely an ongoing thing. So yeah, probably once a quarter, maybe every year, talk about it in more depth. Yes, yeah, the future. We we run our business uh, with EOS, it's Entrepreneurial Operating System, and they have plans like you create a 10-year plan you create a three-year plan you create a one-year plan and you revisit those every quarter Mm -hmm. um so that is discussed every quarter when we're revisiting those plans and thinking about the future yeah so it's it's definitely something that will probably be ongoing um we'll be revisiting it seeing where the path that we want to do obviously we've got you know, decent sized company right now. We want to grow it. We want to, we've got a fantastic team. Um, our team is amazing. We have, you know, Randy awesome. mentioned earlier, our core values. Sometimes when people think about core values, they're what they want to be. When we went through our core values, we actually talked about our employees and pulled things from them that they already do. Our core values is what we are. They're not what we want to be. You know, right now we're hiring and we do basically a core value interview. Um, the first part of the interview is all about our core values and if they will fit or not. What are your core values? Yeah. Since you mentioned <laughs> I was yeah. going to ask that. <laughs> yeah. Good question. So yeah, we've, we've got four core values. The first one is selfless for our clients and each other. Um, you know, obviously mm. our clients, you know, businesses have clients. Those are very important. But I think that aspect of for each other is also very important. Yes. Uh, we want to be a team. Uh, the second one is relentless at improving um, with IT. Obviously, things change all the time. You always have to be learning mm-hmm. new things, um, changing how you're doing certain aspects of it because the, the um, landscape, threat landscape has changed. Um, and even we say that this is not just for the technicians. Even people who have nothing to do with the technical side, they're only on the finance, they're only on the operations. There's still little things that can be improved. Uh, so we want to have that mindset of always improving, always improving our process, always improving our, um, mm-hmm. you know, personal side you know whatever it may be reading books learning about different things 
yeah so that's that's one of them the other one is joyfully doing the right thing regardless uh we want to always be doing the right thing and then the first part of it is joyfully there's such a thing as doing the right thing but not being very happy about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we definitely want to joyfully Uh (laughs) and then um yeah, and then regardless, you know, sometimes a certain decision may not be the best decision for you in that moment financially, but if it's the right thing to do, it, it will work out. So that's kind of our mindset around that one. And then the last one is professional unassuming confidence. So obviously we have technicians. They know their stuff. They're very good. <laughs> but I think it's a common thing. Cause when Joel first started the company, he kind of asked a few people, about their existing IT people and what they didn't like about them. And a lot of people mentioned their IT people were very cocky and condescending. Mm. Um, So that was something we wanted is, yes, our people know their stuff. They're very professional, they've got that confidence, but they're not talking down to our clients um, who don't know as much about IT. Because obviously if everyone knew lots about IT, we would not have a job. (laughs) we We need the people that don't know as much about it. And obviously their business is their specialty. They know much more about whatever it may be that we, I'm sure, know nothing about. So yeah, so those are our four core values. Um, we created them, I think it was, or we sat down and discovered them, so to speak. We didn't create them uh, back in 2019. And ever since then, we've been trying to have a culture around those, hire around those. Um, you know, if someone's not mm-hmm. fitting in with those core values, it, it may be time for them to leave. It not doesn't mean they're not, doesn't mean they're a bad person. It's just they don't necessarily fit in our culture. Good point. Great. Thank you. Thank you for sharing those. Mm-hmm. I, I was certain you knew them yeah. <laughs> uh, because it was my understanding, my sense that you guys talk about them, you teach them, and you said yes. you interview. You, that's, yes. you interview mm-hmm. against them, right? Yes. That's, that's so critical. We, under, we understand because we, we've taken the time over the last several years to, to, be, to identify, be very clear mm-hmm. about what our core values are. You're right. They're not aspirational. This, yeah. Here's how we operate. Right. You know, those kind of things. Just before we wrap up, Anya, any final words of wisdom? When it comes to family business, Work hard. In some ways, you may have to work a little bit harder than everyone else to kind of mm-hmm. offset the fact that you have the same last name. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then also, of course, you know, if you're in a family business, you need to like your family. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not going to work out. So, you know, there's certain people that may have a family business, but maybe it's not the best choice for them. Maybe they'd be much happier elsewhere. And that's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Putting good. family first. Yes. Right. Yeah. Good, yeah. good, good. Good point. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us these last two episodes. We are grateful for you. Mm-hmm. We're grateful for your insight, your wisdom, for sharing your life with us these, uh, these last two episodes. And so yeah. thank you very much. We very much appreciate it. And that is it for us today on the second episode with Anya Thane of Integracom. This is Randy Brunson with Centurion Advisory Group with this edition of Stewarding Family Wealth on Gwinnett Business Radio X. Thank you so much for joining us.